0: This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for December 7th, 2023. This is my episode 78. I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics. And here are this week's headlines. Foundation returns for Season 3. Chris Hemsworth talks Furiosa. The air cut for Suicide Squad is not dead yet, and a review of the latest Willy Wonka film. Deadline reports that Apple TV Plus has renewed foundation for season three. Showrunner David S. Goyer released a statement. I'm thrilled Apple has given us the opportunity to continue chronicling Asimov's pioneering galactic saga. This time, the stakes for the foundation and the empire are even higher as the mule takes center stage, along with fan favorites Beta, Torin, Evelyn, and Magnifico Giganticus. There's more sci-fi talk weekly, so stay tuned. Variety reports that Chris Hemsworth talks furiosa at the Red Sea Film Festival. He said, there's a lot of enthusiasm. We just finished filming a year and a bit ago, so there was a lot of anticipation for me and the fan base. Talking to George Miller in Broken Hill, where the first Mad Max was shot, we went and watched Top Gun. And we were watching it at the same cinema where he watched The Rushes 45 years ago. I remember watching it as an actor. A lot of Australians saw Mel Gibson as the bridge to Hollywood. It was a dream to be part of that world. Look for Furiosa in 2024. Deadline reports that the David Ayer cut for Suicide Squad is still not dead. The director said, I'm going to be hopeful. You know, there are a lot of people that are invested in a certain narrative that don't want to see it see the light of day, he told Total Film. So there's an immense political headwind against it if because if that cut were made public, the cowardliness of how the film's been treated and how the actors have had great work that they've done taken away, that narrative blows up once people see the movie. But it's coming. Something is going to happen. Something is going to be revealed. The truth always comes out. It always comes out. I'm pulling for that cut. I really am. Yet another Willy Wonka movie is out, with Hugh Grant playing at Oompa Loompa? Oh boy. Variety has reviewed the film, and here's part of it. Timothy Chalamet plays the title character as the beaming soul of effervescent goodness. His chocolate passion is there, but he's all but defined by it. But the kinks are gone, so is any trace of a dark side. Willy, a young man about 25, arrives in London after seven years of sailing around the globe, during which he was scouring obscure lands for the rare delicacies that will give his candy its transcendent tastiness. He's got his recipes for confections like the hover an egg of a chocolate with a bug inside that causes you to levitate. He's got his look, the long purple coat, vest, ascot, rumpled top hat, but most of all, he's got his dream to lift the world up by bringing the wonder of his candy to everyone in it. Wanka makes you feel good, but it never makes you levitate. More at Variety.com Comic Book Resources has a story on how Star Trek Deep Space Nine pioneered Star Trek serialized storytelling. The legacy of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, they write, is multifaceted, from the historic casting of the first Black Series lead to its in-depth examination of war and politics. Perhaps its most important legacy from a franchise perspective, it's its evolved approach to storytelling, slowly over the seven-season run of DS9, the show Pioneer, serialized storytelling in the Star Trek universe. While this is the de facto approach to modern-day television, for a first-run syndicated series, it could have been a major problem once the idea of the Dominion War was introduced, elements of serialization became the norm. There were even massive multiple episode arcs beyond the odd two-parter TNG or Voyager would do. In an age of binge-watching, the narrative thoroughlines in DS9 are why the series' good reputation only grows with time. A lot of people have discovered it online. I mean, there's no question. Great series. One of my favorites. More at Comic Book Resources. More of Sci Fi Talk Weekly, episode 78, in a moment. Here's all the approaching Walking Dead shows explained by screen rant. First, we have The Ones Who'd Live, and that's the Rick and Michonne spin off, where Michonne searches for her man but stumbles upon another war between the living and the dead. That comes out this February. Dead City has season two already gearing up. Maggie and Negan are in the Big Apple. That's also in 2024. Daryl Dixon season two premieres in 2024 as well, and season two has been given the subtitle, The Book of Carol. Hmm. And there will be more tales of The Walking Dead, but only at AMC's content room, and they'll be much shorter. More at Screen room. Staying in the dead area, The Last of Us is adapting the lost levels with the blessing of Naughty Dog, even though The Last of Us Part 3 video game has not been released. Co-creator Neil Druckmann explains, At least one element from a cut level is planned for The Last of Us Season 2. He's referring to the lost levels, which were cut from the Last of Us Part Two game, but will be released with the Last of Us Part Two remastered. More on that at Screenrant. Games Radar reports that former Starcraft and Warcraft developers have a new RTS game. Kickstarter started on December sixth, and it raised hundred thousand dollars in its first twenty-four hours. And there's still fifty-seven days left. There's a lot of time. To make this a reality if you love starcraft and warcraft it should feel familiar like a true spiritual successor to those games according to the developers the game is called stormgate more at games radar comic book resources has the 10 best video game romances here are just a few thanatos from the game hades with that aloof personality one of my favorites, Gary is Vakarian from Mass Effect, in which Mass Effect 2, he slowly connects with the female version of Shepard, Leah, from Stardew Valley, in which blends light and dark themes, and finally Asterion from Baldur's Gate 3. There's always enough romance in that game, but usually a bit of evil, which suits Asterion perfectly. He does have a nice nuance to explore. More at comic book resources. And speaking of lists, don't forget to listen to my holiday list bonus episodes that are around the holidays, around Christmas time, and also you'll see it in the first week of the new year. I also mourn the passing of a TV legend in Norman Lear. Created some great television. Sci-Fi Talk Plus is a great podcasting gift. It's not only for yourself, but for friends and family. Approaching 900 episodes, commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs. What a great gift. It's free. Just click on the link in the show notes for free lifetime access. And that is my Sci-Fi Talk Weekly episode 78 for December 7, 2023. Back next week course, that's a day we will always remember for those that lost their lives in Pearl Harbor as well. This is Tony Tolado.